stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. We're resting a little bit this afternoon, getting ready for the weekend, Memorial Day, and of course uh, it's already yesterday, Memorial Day. Today is the 30th of uh, May, and we're headed to Brazil on the 5th with uh, 22 people going to Brazil and we're going to Juiz de Fora and going to Petropolis and minister in both cities. So I'd like to invite you to uh, join us in Bible study this morning. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are the one who died on the cross to cover our sins. You're the one who sustains us, affirm us in the midst of so great a battle. So, God, we just thank you for today. Thank you for my brothers and sisters that are connected to this website. We ask you, God, to just be with them and watch over them now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This series is about how the Holy Spirit of God moves in the ministry of Jesus. Specific details on how the Holy Spirit empowered, renewed, and ministered to our Lord in a so difficult time. And I think this is encouraging to us because we're the ones who need to sort of have this same experience. We're going through a period of time in the life of America. Any ministry per se is being harassed and persecuted and, and, and challenged and tested to no end, including ours. And so, we need to see biblically events and situations that the Lord Jesus experienced so we can overcome in our experiences in the same way. Now, in Romans 4.17, it says, He is the Father of us all, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. The God who gives life to the dead and calls him to being things that were not. Gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. I mentioned several times about foretelling and foretelling. It is kind of difficult to explain at times because the word foretelling the future is also understood in the New Testament. In other words, uh, the New Testament experiences a movement of faith in the part of the believer to, to call things to be not as though they were. Faith sustains salvation. Faith sustains the signs of, of wonders and, and miracles. Faith sustains the growing, the developing of a Christian life. And so faith is critically important in the New Testament. Not that it's not important in the Old Testament. But the way the Holy Spirit moved in the Old Testament 
It's quite different from the way the Holy Spirit moves in the New Testament. And we've got to understand that difference. You understand? <laughs> we have to understand that. So, let's talk about Elijah for just a moment. I don't have him here in my, in my, uh, in my notes. But Elijah was uh, a prophet from Gilead. And uh, Elijah represented the Lord in a time in history when hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of prophets of Baal abundant in the land. And, and Elijah was alone himself. Not many prophets uh, uh, in, in, in sustaining the Word of God. And so Elijah calls fire from heaven upon an altar that is soaked with water. And God sent fire and destroyed the wood and destroyed the sacrifice and consumed it all at the request of, uh, of, of Elijah. Now Elijah then is called the Tishbite. Elijah is the prophet of God for a time when he, he, Ahab is ruling and reigning with his perverted wife. And so, when he called heaven and asked God to express himself, God did it. God did it. And he told them that the Lord would do this. He spoke to the people and said, this is going to happen. So, calling things that be not as though they were belongs to the New Testament. Things that in the New Old Testament is foretelling, foretelling the future. And so prophets testified about the future. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, uh, uh, Jonah, all of them uh, were prophets telling the nations, telling the people of what's going to happen if you, if you don't repent and do this and do that. An interesting scripture uh, uh, in Jeremiah is found in uh, Jeremiah 36, 1, 2, and 3. And he says this, In the fourth year of Jeroboam, son of Josiah, king of Judah, the word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. A word came from Jeremiah, for Jeremiah, from the Lord. Listen to this. Take a scroll and write on it all the words I have spoken to you concerning Israel. And of course, he did. Of course, what is the result there? The result is the, is the, the book of Jeremiah. And, of course, God told him what to do. God told him to write the book. Concerning Israel, Judah, and all the other nations from the time I began speaking to you in the reign of Josiah till now. In other words, from the beginning of the reign of Josiah, which was several years all the way up to this very moment on Jeremiah chapter 36, God says, I want you to write down everything that I told you. Why did he do that? It's because what he said to Jeremiah happened, foretelling the future. Let's take a look at, perhaps when the people of Judah hear about every disaster I plan to inflict on them, each of them will turn from their wicked ways, then I will forgive their weakness and their sin. So God, speaking to Jeremiah, Right down from the moment that Josiah became king, all the way up to now, 
And all that's already happening is being said before it happens, foretelling the future. So in the New Testament, all of the prophecies about Jesus were fulfilled. For instance, His birth fulfilled 300 prophecies. The law of grace governs the relationship with men and God in the Old Testament is an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And so, here, just a little bit, the New Testament, the fourth telling. I'm speaking, I'm speaking about the foretelling the future, uh, as Jeremiah wrote down, and I'm going to talk about fourth telling. What fourth telling means? Look at, uh, look at uh, Romans 5.1, one of the most popular scriptures. Romans 5.1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. So justification by faith comes before we get peace. Justification by faith comes before you get peace. Let me read it again. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have access by faith into this grace and wherein we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And so, justification by faith, peace with God, access by faith into grace, and rejoicing in His presence are the marks of the New Testament in which by faith you call things to be not as though they were. You, you, you speak into the future. You speak by faith. You call upon the Lord to do what needs to be done. So, let's take a look then to understand a little better. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are nine gifts. And, and they are specifically motivated, empowered, renewed, and activated by faith. There's not a single move of God that does not include faith. It's essential. So when you go into uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and you begin to look at verse 4, you begin to know that these gifts have diversities in them. Diversities, different types of gifts. They're not all the same. They are different. And there are different of the administration, different services, ministries, offices. Christ is the only one who assigns the different ministries with the Holy Spirit, then carrying out the function. As well, Christ never contradicts Himself. So when you look at the ministry of Jesus, you're going to see the operation of these gifts in all kinds of ways. It's spread all over the New Testament. That's an indicator, a, pers- a, 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 a definition, a pointing to you and I that the ministry of Jesus was empowered by the Holy Spirit and moved in the gifts of the Holy Spirit everywhere. Now, only Paul, the Apostle Paul, mentions these gifts by name. And of course, Paul is a gifted writer, a gifted teacher, an apostle, a prophet, a man of God, who wrote 14 epistles of the New Testament, including the book of Romans. So when you have a problem with Paul and you have a problem with 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I want you to know that he wrote the book of Romans. That should stop you from doubting that Hebrews was a part of Paul's gifts. 
And uh, but there are diversities, there are differences, and I, and the operation is different. They operate separately, differently. So let's go. We have three vocal, uh, three gifts of revelation, three gifts of healing, and three gifts of vocal. Let's begin to begin and look at uh, the second gift of revelation, which is wisdom. What is the word of wisdom? Why do we need to look at it uh, this morning? Word of wisdom pertains to that which is to come. To that which is to come. I mentioned to you several times already on the on the book of book of wisdom. And I shared with you uh, wonderful things about the book. Remember when Peter, when Jesus uh, uh, was introduced to Nathaniel by, by, by the word of Philip. Remember when he, when he said to him, Because you believe you, uh, uh, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. And Jesus responded, Because you believe, I told you, I saw you under the fig tree you will see greater things. Remember I told you about uh, Matthew 26, 34. Jesus answered, This very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times looking for the future. Simply, wisdom is seen something that is futuristic. It's a gift of prof- prophetic utterance that for the common man. It's a gift of prophetic utterance to the common man. Nobody can become a prophet but you can experience the prophetic power. And so, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. Wisdom is exactly what that is. It is a special word in which you call things that be not as though they were, and they begin moving. In, in Mark 9.30, he said, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after three days he'll rise again. He is looking toward the future. He's speaking to the future. He's saying that this is going to happen. They will kill me. And three days after that, I will rise again from the dead. Now that's a, that's a powerful word of wisdom. If there is one that you can believe in it. Amen. Powerful word of wisdom. And, uh, and of course, in, I, in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Mark 7, 6, there's another instance. He replied, Isaiah was right, Jesus saying, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites, for it is written, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. Notice that he is speaking what Isaiah said is true, and I'll confirm it. You see, you see, futuristic. Telling the future. For, foretelling the future. Speaking to that which will happen. Amen. Again in Mark 7, uh, 40, 24 and 30. Mark 7, 24 and 30. Jesus left that place and went in the vicinity of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it. Yet he could not keep it, his presence secret. In fact, as soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an impure spirit came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, born in Syrian Phoenicia. She begged Jesus to drive out, out of her, out of her daughter, that evil spirit. What a, what a, what a beautiful interaction with the Lord 
looking at a woman who should not be speaking and uh, to him because the time of Jesus at that particular time is only for the Jew. The Jew is, is his primarily called to speak to them and no no leave no 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 nobody else could interfere with that. Okay? So first let the children eat all they want. In other words, I can't do this to you. I have other people that I need to minister to the Jew, and I can't minister to you. Let the children eat all they want, he told her. For it is not right to take from the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Lord, she replied, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And so the Holy Spirit of God is beginning this conversation. For such a reply, you may go. Now, the conversation is being made between Jesus and the and the, and the in the Syrian Phoenician woman. There's a conversation. In the midst of the conversation, when he said go, already something took, took place. So you see, the conversation is being implemented, and the miracle is taking place ahead of the conversation. Look, then he told her, for such a reply, you may go. The demon has left, has left your daughter. The demon has left your daughter. The question is, when did the demon left her daughter? In the beginning of the conversation or the end of the conversation? What makes this miracle a word of wisdom is that Jesus already knew. He simply spoke it into the future. And as they finished the conversation, the daughter that had a demon was totally set free. She went home and found her child lying in bed, and the demon's gone. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. So, word of wisdom, it's always you in the midst of the <clears throat> difficulties. I prayed for a man this last Sunday uh, at Mount Bethel. And I said to him, I, the Lord, will deliver you from this heavy burden that is about to break your very neck. I will deliver you. I will make that straight. I will, re- I will change everything. Now, that, that, that's a, a word of wisdom, speaking in the future and calling that situation. I don't know what happened with the man yet, but I'm expecting this coming Sunday that he will come to talk to me or, or come back to the altar because I felt an unction of the Lord to say what I said. Let's take a look at another one in Mark 10:29. What are we dealing with here? We're dealing with the operation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, especially the word of wisdom in the ministry of Jesus. It happens at every time that he speaks. Now, I did my research in the book of Matthew and in the book of, of Mark. I have not mentioned anything about it in the book of Luke. And Luke is rich in details, much more than Mark, much more uh, than, uh, uh, than Matthew. So, let's take a look at Mark again. They were up. They were on their way up to Jerusalem. Up to Jerusalem is always up. Leading the, and Jesus leading the way. And the disciples were astonished, while those who followed were afraid. Again, he took the twelve aside and told them, them what was, a, was going to happen to him. Look at this. He told them aside and said, this is what's going to happen. Now, why did Jesus... Uh, had to stop and tell them 
because they couldn't understand it. They couldn't comprehend it. They saw miracles beyond their wildest dreams. And nobody can touch Jesus. He is going to overcome all of this. And of course, he's saying to them that uh, I'm going to be killed and I'll, I'll rise again in three days. So, again, he took the twelve aside and told them what was going to happen to him. One more time. We are going up to Jerusalem, he said. <clears throat> and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles, whom will mock him and spit on him, flog him and kill him. Three days later he will rise again. Now that was very much difficult for the disciples to receive a word like that. It must have been very painful. I, I, I can't imagine how distraught they were, how confused they were as the Lord spoke to this. But that's a, that's a prophetic word into what's going to happen in the future. He's looking at something that he's calling into being. Mark 10:52. Go, Jesus said, your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the way. And that's, uh, that's the blind man in Jericho. Now, notice the progression. Go. Your faith has healed you. Notice, notice the movement. You go, and the faith already healed you. So when you go, the faith already healed you. You have to go for the faith already to be healed. You have to go for the faith to be healed. You, 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 you go and activate the faith. So who is first? The goal or the faith? The, the, the goal is first. The second is your faith has, has already healed. So when you pray for people that are in horrible need, people in the hospital, people with all kinds of illness at the moment of death, people that are, are just desperate for life, you have to call things that be not as though they were in their life. You have to believe that what God is doing, He will continue to do in the name of Jesus. You have to believe that the power of the Holy Spirit of God is healing that organ in your body that has cancer. And you have to believe and call into being. So I call into being in the name of Jesus. The power of the Holy Spirit to heal, to deliver, to set free that which in your life is causing you a lot of problems. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I speak healing. Healing into your life. Healing into your bones. Healing into that organ that the doctor says has cancer in it. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. By the power of the Holy Spirit of God. I believe, O oh God, that you are a healer. That you are a supernatural healer. And the, and the Word of Wisdom says, Call things that be not as though they were. I call forth things that be not as though they were, that they are going to be defeated by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, Heavenly Father, heal God. Heal, Lord, completely in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me go back to my place here. And I believe that the Lord healed a lot of people. I believe that He is going to heal you. I believe He's already healing you. Amen. Already healing you. Okay, anything, anything that I'm saying, Andy, that you want to say something? No, I'm excited about the potential of 
foretelling for us today. Yes, the potential, the potential a foretelling for us today. How we do it today. Yes, yes, yes. I think it's a life changer. I think it can be a life changer. It is a life changer. Yeah. If we change our words, yes. we can change our destiny. We can change our destiny. The time, the time has come now to speak into that which is the will of God. Speak into faith and believe it. And it's very difficult to do when the people in front of you uh, 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 do not quite respond to you accordingly. And that causes the speaker to be afraid. We draw, we draw strength from where it says, the Lord says, My word will not go forth. My word is not go forth without accomplishing, what without accomplishing what I've been asked to do. The word will accomplish. He'll call things that be not as though they were. Let me go to Mark 14, 61, 65. Mark fourteen sixty one to 65 Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? I am, Jesus said. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Now what is he referring to here? You will see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of of the mighty one of God coming on the clouds of heaven. It's the coming. You're talking about the second coming of Jesus, wouldn't you say? As he comes in the clouds. Yes. Before Armageddon takes place. Before the battle of the all nations takes place. And Jerusalem on the, on the Jewish quarter will be kneeling down. And worshiping the Lord in that sect. Every single one of them. So he just spoke something in the life of the scribes and Pharisees that were about to kill him. So the high priest tore his clothes. Why do we need any more witnesses, he asked. You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? Now listen to the verse 65. They all condemned him as worthy of death. Then some began to spit on him. They blindfolded him struck him with their fists, <clears throat> and said, Prophesy! 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 And the guards took him and beat him. Now, why do they yell, Prophesy! 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 They yell, Prophesy! 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 Because this is what Jesus did every single moment by the time the ministry began at the age of 30. Every single moment, everything he said was prophetically. Everything he said is, is foretelling the future. Foretelling the future. And of course, Jesus being the Son of God and a prophet, a king, a priest, he also foretold the future, told what's going to happen. I hope that this lesson today encourages you. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this morning. God, we thank you for your delivering power over the forces of the enemy in Africa. Those demons that are burning churches and killing Christians. I ask you, God, that you come in, Holy Spirit of God, and that you deliver, God, abundantly all the children of God from the evil of those days that are happening in, in Africa. God, come in, Holy Spirit. 
deliver God. Send rain. Send rain that will stop the fire from growing and developing into the homes. Send rain, God, to shut the mouth of the lion. Send rain, Lord Jesus, to defeat the evil in Africa that is killing the churches of the Lord. We praise you, God, for this. We ask you, God, to bless our Bible study and the word of wisdom that was spoken this morning, that my brothers and sisters that heard it will put an operation, will exercise an operation, will exercise every single day, believing that whatever they say, it will happen by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Clamando no escuro, correndo e olhando para trás. 